Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh. This is episode number 24. This week on the episode, I've got a great conversation with Devin Parker of the band Till Morning. Um, They're based out of Chicago, Illinois, and yeah, we had a great talk. Um, Talked about songwriting, their new single called OK, which you guys should go check out right now. Okay, not right now, because I want you to listen to the episode. But right after this episode, you should definitely go check out the song and the video. And um, yeah, really want to thank Devin for taking the time to do this interview. It was a great conversation that we had. Looking forward to seeing what the rest of the year holds for them, um, you know, when things finally get back to normal and or at least some state of normal where live music can happen again. Really stoked to get out and check out one of their shows. Um, Yeah, so that's going to be everything I've got for the intro here today. I want to jump into this conversation with Devin Parker of the band Till Morning. Hello. Hey, man. It's Josh over at You Make the Scene. How you doing? What's up, Josh? How's it going, bud? I'm good, man. Thank you. How are you? Doing real good. Real good. Nice. Yeah. I'm gonna actually I've been I've been on the phone and working till this moment. I just actually just hung up on the other line to to click over to chat with you. Awesome. Appreciate so, that. <laughs> about to crack a beer. I don't blame you. It's been a long <laughs> week, man. Yeah, it has. It's been a good week though. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean I think um, you know, obviously things in your camp have been uh you know, pushing forward. So that's always good. And, you know, yeah. I think, I think we're finally, you know, the whole COVID thing, I think we're finally starting to, to maybe see a silver lining on some of it. Yeah. That's what I was, I was seeing today in Chicago. It says that it's starting to kind of, it's not growing as much. Yeah. So. Starting to level off a little bit, maybe. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's been crazy, man. It's like, stuff all of our shows and tours and everything are canceled and it's tough to uh to stay in the house all day or right. if i do go out I feel like a jerk you know yeah yeah no for sure like i was telling a buddy of mine that just the other day i'm like you know i'm i'm a homebody like most of the time like i don't mind chilling at home right up until i was told that i have to and now i'm like <laughs> i want to go everywhere <laughs> yeah that's how i am and it's like I feel like I'm a like I'm a jerk if I go to the store like multiple times a week. Right. I feel like I'm being judged, you know. But. Yeah, it, it's crazy for sure. So, but again, you know, hopefully it's uh, you know, starting to even out or hopefully, you know, starting to drop off and you know, right. I'm, I'm just I'm ready for live music again. Um that shit's killing me. I haven't photographed a show in months. I haven't been oh, able cool. to go to a show in months, you know, so it's like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah, I didn't know you do uh, photography. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I do um, concert photography. I do, you know, normal photography, too. I say normal, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Family photos and <laughs> shit yeah. like that. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, the, the concert photography is definitely a, a big part of, like, what I love about the music industry um, on my Absolutely. side of stuff, so... Yeah, and it, it's so important. I think that we, as a band, I've always, I'm a graphic designer. And um, when I went to school, I, I did photography too. And um, I think that it makes such a difference by having 
um, you know, nice photography with all your, with all of your shows. And we have a photographer that shoots most of our shows in, um, in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when we travel, we bring her along too. So that way we just get, get nice photos. And I think it makes so much of a difference in have, you know, having that. So yeah, for sure. And I, I would agree a hundred percent. I mean, I think there's some bands out there that don't realize the importance of it. Um, mm-hmm. but it, it, you know, being in a band, whether you want it to be or not is a job and you do have to market and yeah, you know, Presentation having is everything. Yeah, exactly. If you've got solid live shots and, and whatnot, when promote, even promoters, you know, when they check you out on, on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, if you've got some killer live shots, that's going to sway them into, you know, that's a band I need to bring in because look at what they did. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's huge. Yeah. So, well, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on the the podcast and taking the time to talk with me and I'm stoked, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm real excited. Like when you hit me up and sent me the, the link for the video, you know, I've, jumped over and checked it out and fucking solid song, man. Um, really, really dug it. Um, you know, I think it's, and we'll get into it, you know, more throughout the episode, I'm sure. But, um, you know, I think that message is something that a lot of people are going to relate to. And, um, the video's just super well done. Uh, you know, I think it's, I like the kind of single shot feel, uh, through most of it and just, you know, smooth pans and, and whatnot. It wasn't real choppy. Like, some of the other even mainstream videos uh tend to be yeah so. that was um that was brian bruchelt he does uh he does all the video for mxpx and um he's done a lot for like uh or he's done some for a simple plan and a day to remember too nice and he's when i was looking at videographers he's like lived in the next town over from me so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out so well that we were able to work with him and it was uh it was really fun yeah awesome so um I mean, I'm going to leave all this in because I, I love more of the conversational style versus, uh, you oh, know, cool. the, the interviews that just read from a list and tell me about this period, you know, like whatever. Yeah. Um, so I am too. Yeah. It, I used to do that. So I used to work for a different company and I used to do just like reading the list because that's what they wanted me to do. And mm-hmm. it just got to the point, man, where I was like, this is the most boring thing not just for me, but for the artist. And then for fans, they're going to see the same exact questions, same exact answers for every single band that you interview. And that just, it doesn't, it doesn't allow the the band to really show who they are and, um, you know, give that personality. So. Right. Yeah, I think so too. And, and, and that's what, yeah, I think that that's what music is about. It's like community, personality, fun, energy. Yeah. Like when you, when you take that away, it gets a little, especially when there's, I feel like there's so much going on these days with people being home all the time. It's mm-hmm. like, we have to have some kind of fun, you know? Yeah. And I, I think it's all about the, the connection, you know, music has always been a very, um, emotionally driven and, you know, personal yeah. thing. So being able to connect with people, especially in times like this, where everybody's at home with their own thoughts and, you know, hopefully around people that they, they care about and things like that. But, you know, not everybody's fortunate enough to have that. And, uh, I think right. that's where music, you know, is such a powerful tool. Um, 
And if that personality, you know, going back to that, the if the personality of the interview doesn't get to show, then we're not, you know, connecting with them and it's not making an impact. So that's right. Yeah, I think so too. Awesome. So um now that we're a few minutes in already, but <laughs> let's go ahead and uh ironically kick off with um the the first question that you get asked in every single interview that ever happens. <laughs> What's your name? What do you do in the band? And just get a little bit of background on you. Oh, cool. So, so my name is Devin, Devin Parker. And uh, in the band, Till Morning, I play guitar. I guess it's rhythm guitar. I play rhythm guitar and I sing. Um, and we also have an, another guitarist who does lead guitar. His name is Patrick Parker. He's my brother. And he sings too. And... Um, we got a we got a bassist Danny Wren and a drummer Mickey Molinari. It's always weird to say his last <laughs> name. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah. So I guess we're we're a pop rock alternative band from Chicago, and we've all everyone in the band we've all been playing music forever um, since we've been like 14, 15, and me, Pat, and Dan have actually been in a band together since we've been about. 15 years old um so yeah so we started till morning like two years ago and we actually had a different name we had the name parker um and then we just changed it to till morning in january of uh 2020 awesome awesome kicking it off with a fresh start Mm -hmm. (laughs) awesome um so you hit on a few of the the points there, uh, or the you know topics there that I want to get into. So you're you're a four piece outfit. Um, so to start with, what I want to want to get into is when it comes to songwriting and recording, what does that process look for you guys? Um, you know, is it more? Do you come at them with, hey, I have this you know this riff and these lyrics, or is it you know a lot more collaborative? Kind of just what's your process? Um. Yeah, so that that's interesting with us. When we we've been in bands before where we do a little bit more. I feel like most bands write together or for the most part like what you said to where I would traditionally come up with like a guitar lead and and a hook for you know maybe like a chorus vocal or like a verse and then bring it to the band we kind of hatch it out um and then it becomes a song we all contribute and and like you know ways here and there with this band it's very much my brother and i write a song from start to finish all the way um and we do that we do that because with this band we feel like there is a sense of soul and heart that is in that process that doesn't exist as much when um, there's more cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so for instance, okay, um, I wrote that song by myself on the piano in my living room in about thirty minutes. Wow! And yeah, and I I wrote it on piano, and then I I also I'm also a drummer. And so I made a drum beat. I took like this, this like practice pad and I stomped on the ground and recorded it in GarageBand and just made like a basic drum beat. Right. Um, so I did that and then I did that with guitar 
And then when the band, and then I showed it to my brother, usually the process is, is one of us will write like a full song. Um, I've been writing the majority of them lately, but he writes them too. We'll write pretty much a full song. Then we'll get together, uh, just him and I, and then we'll say, well, I think the chorus could be a little bit better in this way. And it, and it'll evolve a little bit, but not too much from where it first began. Um, and then after that, it's like, when we bring it to the band, it's, pretty much a, it's a done song it's like this is the basic drum rhythm or the you know the basic beat and then our drummer is is awesome and he he does you know his own thing and and adds to it but it doesn't it doesn't change the the structure of the song or anything in that way yeah awesome and i i think that's you know cool because there there are some bands where you can tell like everybody had a hand in the the songwriting because you'll hear like, you know, Oh, that, that guitar, I, that's clearly, you know, so-and-so. And And then those drums, it has to be written by him. Just like, because everybody has their signature sound, you know what I mean? Or their their style. So you, there's times where you, you hear a song and I, I feel like it happens more in the, like the pop punk scene and, and the punk scene. Um, where you get people that get locked into those styles and it's like, that, that's a really cool song. Don't get me wrong, but it sounds like four different people playing four different, you know, songs in a sense and just lyrics over the top of it. Right. Right. Or yeah. What, what I hear, what I hear first. And when I hear songs, I'll I'll usually try to figure out their songwriting process. Right. And Mm -hmm. when I hear songs, I can tell a lot by the vocals. If the um if the singer wrote the song or not because a lot of times if they don't and i'll fall into this too if like my brother writes a guitar riff i'll sing with it but i'll sing after it like i'll follow the guitar right so my vocal melody is almost like a lead guitar going over what he's playing versus if i'm writing a song by myself kind of in my head the vocals are usually the drive for it um and they they're a little bit more like leading the song, which I think is in our music. I think that's what um, you're able to kind of pull out from a lot of our a lot of our songs. It's like our, our choruses, the, the vocals are pushing that. And I think that that's important. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, to go along with that, um, you know, kind of playing off the being able to to tell if it's the singer's lyrics and, you know, if they wrote them and things like that is the emotion that you're able to deliver when it's your song that you wrote is so much yeah. different than reading somebody else's words and trying to, to convey that same story or, or emotion. Um, yeah. Some people are great at it and other people like it just doesn't translate well. Absolutely. And I feel like so much, so much heart has to go into it. And, and sometimes it's difficult to put that true heart and soul into it, not even like performance wise singing, but just like all of your energy outside of that, like marketing and just building your, your brand and your band and, and all of that. It's like, it takes a lot to, to push and your whole heart and soul has to be in it. And when you're really connected to the music, that's where that, um, it, it's just naturally happens. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, especially, um, well, especially right now, you know, everybody's locked in their, yeah. their homes. So if you're in a band and you're not doing stuff to market and to get your, your faces out there, like, are you doing it for the right reasons? You know, it's all about passion 
Um, right. And I think that's that's something that, unfortunately, a lot of kids don't. Uh, and I say kids, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Just a lot of people yeah. don't don't really realize is like how much work goes into getting noticed. You know, it oh, even yeah. by a local promoter, you have to show some real effort before local promoters even are going to take a chance on you. Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, I spend like, I have a, I have a full-time job, so I'm, I'm working like nine to five and outside of that. I mean, I have a family, I have, I have three kids, um, and I'm always doing freelance graphic design work and I do tattoos and everything. But I say that if you're not spending like 40 hours a week also on your band, then it's not enough. Right. (laughs) I'm feeling like I'll work all day. And then at five is when I'll continue to work. Then I'll just, you know, turn to working for the band. So I'm, I'm on, you know, I'm making social media posts. I'm updating websites, songwriting. There's like, so much goes into it and you have to be spending hours a day. Um, and just living it really, because, you know, if that's your dream and you want it to be your career, if like, if you want something to be your career, you're going to go to college and, and work on it, you know, 10 hours a day for four years, you should do that with a band if you yeah. want that to be your career. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think one thing that, that you guys do that's, that's really cool that I just found out about the other day, um, after you, you messaged me and whatnot, um, is you guys are doing your own little, like, behind the music series on YouTube for some of your songs. Let's talk about that and just kind of, you know, where the idea came from um, and like what goes into, to that process for you. Cool. Yeah. So I think that what is, I mean, I don't want to say it's not as important to other bands that have different writing styles, but what I think that is important with our band and our writing styles is that the songs do truly, you know, come from our heart and we really want to be able to tell that story to people. Um, and a lot of times we found ourselves like talking about a song and then we'll mention like a, a fact about that song. And we saw that people were engaging with that and really liked hearing about that and kind of getting to know us and us being kind of a newer band. Um, there's not a lot of opportunities or content out there for people to be able to get to know us, to get to know, you know, the songs. And um, so I was thinking of opportunities that we could create um, some content around that. And the small behind the music series is something that I thought about. Um, And that, that goes in like what we were just talking about working. Um, I've never used like any video editing software before. So I had to, totally teach myself how to do that and figure out the best ways to do it. And it took a little bit of time But then, Yeah. We made this um, kind of behind this uh, music series for each one of our songs that we have released as singles. Um, and you can, it's, it's to drive content to our YouTube page and we talk about the meaning behind each song. And then we talk about just like even fun things that, happened during recording of it so like one of our songs never growing old i played the drums on and um no one knows that i played the drums on that so it was by sharing that um we were able to kind of shed light and tell those stories of behind the scenes and all that was really fun yeah and i i think it's a really cool uh idea you know like showing my age a little bit here but back when vh1 and mtv used to play music uh yeah vh1 had a behind the music style um show and Mm -hmm. and it was you know kind of that same thing but i don't think i think the difference is obviously 
nowadays media is more accessible. But I think the difference was back then it was somebody else telling the story for the band. You know what I mean? It was it was narrated yeah. by somebody else and it was it just didn't feel as organic. And I think that's something that you guys have have really nailed is this organic feel, um, kind of a grassroots thing that, you know, it's you guys telling the story. So we know it's fact, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and number two, it just I think it goes to show the the work ethic again, where um like you said, you're putting in those extra hours to provide this for potential fans or, you know, fans that want to learn about you guys and want to connect with your music. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's fun to, fun to engage. And I feel like a lot of times like we'll play a show and then we'll, we'll meet someone for the first time or like, I'll talk to, you know, someone from press for the first time. And they're, they mentioned like before those, um, they mentioned that they didn't know that like we had, such a you know personality or you know we're the the way that we are so i feel like it opens those doors a little bit to to get to know us and and uh know that we you know we make fun of ourselves and <laughs> all that all that good stuff awesome um so let's uh slide into the new song um it's going to be coming out as of the recording we're recording today on the what is today? The 15th, 16th. 16th. Uh, so coming out tomorrow on the 17th, yeah. your brand new single, OK, which I've mm-hmm. had the pleasure of watching the music video like 14 times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Um, it's going to be on. I, I didn't tell you this yet. So here's some surprise news for you. Uh, we do a weekly update to a playlist that we have called Weekend Waves on Spotify. And we're oh, going to feature awesome. this song on that uh, that playlist. So, um, cool. yeah. So let's dive into that song a little bit. Let's, you know, tell the tell the story about it. Um, anything you want people to know about it. Cool. Um, OK, was a song that I wrote about. Um, I was in in a relationship for a while and it was one of those relationships to where like um you're kind of always waiting for like the next thing to you're it's it's so good and you're like what's bad is going to happen and in in doing that you almost self-sabotage yourself out of this relationship right Mm -hmm. um so i kind of saw myself doing it and the whole time i was in the relationship i was like okay just just focus on like the little things and just be happy and be in the moment and appreciate where you are and love what's going on right now. Um, so I, I did that for a long time and then kind of self-sabotage got the best of it. And me and the, the person that it's about ended up splitting up. Um, and then a couple months after we split up, I, I woke up one day and I was, I was doing like spring cleaning and I went in my nightstand and I found this bottle of perfume that she left in my in my nightstand and I sprayed it and like when I sprayed it the kind of sadness overcame and I just I walked to the piano and wrote the song in like 30 minutes um and it's about about going through our relationship and it talks about like all of that stuff really happened it was like our you know our first date until you know until we were going later in the relationship and um it really meant a lot to me and I think that it's it's not only about, you know, relationships with, with people that, you know, you're in a relationship with as boyfriend and girlfriend or husband and wife or anything. It's about just kind of focusing on the little things and, and being happy with that. And um, 
and looking for, you know, hope and, and love and, and existing with that. Awesome. And I, I think the, the video portrays that really well. There's a, a couple scenes in there um, that I think are very relatable. Um, you know, yeah. I, I've had some similar experiences to, to some of the things that you put in that video where it's like, like you said, you know, you're, you're almost self-sabotaging by, man, everything's great. But then your mind starts playing tricks on you about what if this happens or like, why didn't they say good morning today? Like what, you know, you start eating away at yourself and just, it, it feels like you're growing apart, but you don't know the cause of that, that separation. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, and it's all you and, and I've had it and, and I've had it in relationships and I've had it in like, in even in jobs where it's like, (laughs) I don't know if I'm happy. Maybe it's just anxiety, you know, and then it just, yeah, it gets the best of you. And then, but you look back on it and you're like, you know, relationships end and that's okay. And, you know, I feel like we look back on things like that and we, we think that it was wrong and maybe we did something bad and we feel bad about it. Um, but I think that it's, it's, you know, we went through it and I'm happy that we went through it and, we're okay. And we're, we're moving forward in life. And, um, that's, that's what the song's about. Yeah. And I I think that's, that's pretty apparent, um, throughout the video and and the song where, um, it's, it's, I don't want to say complacency, but it's coming to terms with, you know, like, okay, it didn't work out, but that's okay. You know, as long as we're both growing from it and, can learn from our our mistakes or the the past of the the issues um it's going to be okay yeah yeah um in writing the song i in writing the song i i tried so hard not to make it a sad song (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i always write sad songs and uh i mean if you if you really look at the lyrics to, to most of the songs they are kind of they are a little bit on the sadder side. And, and this one, I just, I didn't want to make it a sad song. And so that's why the chorus is so like um, positive and just like looking forward. And it's it's like, I don't want to look back someday. Um, and it's like, I'm just going to live in this moment. And the first and second verse are, you know, just taking you through a good relationship. And then, but then I love contrast in an, in a bridge and in an interlude and like that, that breakdown, I feel like it needed to happen because it was true. And right. I, I fought it for the first half of the song. And then, um, and then when it got to that, it was like, okay, it can happen now. So I'm, I'm happy that the chorus is a happy chorus. And a lot of times when people hear it, they're like, oh yeah, that's our song. Like people in relationships are like, that's our song. I'm like, well, I, maybe you didn't hear like right. the <laughs> part of it, but, um, but it's still, I love that it, it gives people, there is like a sense of hope in it and a, a sense of like, there is good vibes in there, even though it is a sad song, it's about, you know, overcoming that. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, I grew up kind of an emo kid, so, you know, the sad songs, uh, <laughs> are kind of my, my specialty as well. You know, I grew up yeah. with a lot of like. Mayday Parade and and stuff like that back in the day. So, um, but no, I think you're you're absolutely right, and I think the the song 
does give that message of if you listen purely to the lyrics or, you know, read the lyrics, yeah, it's a little bit sad. But like you said, the the chorus being such a positive message that, you know, we're okay, we're we're gonna I don't want to look back on this and and think negatively. Um mm-hmm. you know, I think that's that's a very clear message. And I think it's especially nowadays, and probably always, but it, it seems more prevalent nowadays with mental health and stuff like that, that that message is super important that you yeah. don't want to dwell on the past. You know, you have to figure out like where maybe you have to figure out where things went wrong, but you have to be able to, to grow from that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so let's talk about, I know, you know, 2020 has been completely fucked by, by the COVID virus. Uh, but let's talk about some of your, your plans for 2020. Um, obviously you're, you're putting out music and things like that. Um, are you in the process of a, an EP or an album or anything like that right now? Yeah, we're actually recording. Um, we're continuing to record. So we have songs that are, some of them are done and some of them are not even written yet. But what we're, what we're going to do is we're going to continue to record. We're going to release music um, when we feel is necessary to release music. Awesome. Um, there's no, there's no solid plans for when the next single will be released, but we do have another single ready to be released now if we wanted to. So right. we'll see. Awesome. And I think, you know, part of that plays into the whole COVID thing, you know, as far as I, I've talked to a few bands where it's kind of that everybody's in this weird place because they don't know when the next show is or anything like that. So it's like, how much do we release when we can't go support it or, you know, perform it? Like where's the line on what we do? Right. Yeah. It's like, you really, you want to be able to, to celebrate it in, in the way that we're kind of trained to celebrate new music. (laughs) There's like a live concert where it's, we're rocking and rolling. So, you know, we've been, we've been asked if we're going to do like any live streams from, you know, our apartment or, you know, wherever we are, if we're going to do any kind of like acoustic things like that. And still trying to like, we do, we have our acoustic videos up um, on YouTube to where you can see us perform our songs acoustic. And we have, we do play acoustic shows a lot. Um, I'm still trying to kind of wait this out and see um, what happens. Cause I really, really want to celebrate this proper. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think, you know, I love acoustic music. Don't get me wrong. But when you, when you first release singles, you want to play them and hear them as natively as possible. You know, you don't, yeah. it's, I don't want to say it's going to suck, but it's going to suck to hear like, like, okay, you know, everybody's going to get hyped on it. And then you guys mm-hmm. do like an acoustic show live stream and it's like, uh, but I really wanted to hear that riff this way or, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. You want that, that energy that exists in it. And I, when we play acoustic, we don't play the songs the same as we do when we play them. Um, when we play them as a full band, a lot of, you know, a lot of bands, especially like in the, in the punk rock world, will when they play a song acoustic, it's just like they're, they'll still do the same kind of chords and right. sing it the same way. Um, where we, 
we approach it in a completely different way and we almost have a completely different version of the song when it's acoustic and i have that for okay i play it every day acoustic and on piano and it sounds different you know and it's a little bit more of a downer i'm not gonna lie than than the full band recorded version because that's you know that's got the, the pop sound to it that that really brings in the positive energy so yeah, to hear to hear the acoustic version first. Um, yeah, I just like to celebrate it with the full band when we can. Yeah, no, I I totally get it, and you know, I've again been talking to to several bands, and um, I just had a another artist kind of tell me the same thing, where they were like, "I've got stuff, but I'm afraid to put it out." You know, like I I want to. But if we're not going to be able to to put on a show and let people enjoy it the way it was meant for three, four, five more months, who knows? I don't yeah. know how soon I want to put it out, you know. So, right, and it's like, yeah, it's like you could, you know, we're gonna release a bunch of merch around the, you know, the the single, so people will be able to purchase that. Um, but I. I feel like we don't want to in in a time of crisis right now, you don't want to kind of push people too much to make any purchases or, you know, do anything like that. So it's like you kind of release your music and you're like, here, you know, love it. And I I hope you dig it. And I hope that it makes your days better um, in this crazy time that we're having right now. And if you can support it in any way, that's awesome and appreciated. But, you know, when outside of this, I feel like bands are a little bit more pushy about like, get the merch for the new, for the new album and yeah. buy it here and get the vinyl and, and everything like that. So it's like, you know, you want to make money from it. You want to, because it is an investment that you have to, you know, if you are, you know, you are a business and you hopefully will make that back. Um, but you don't, you can't be too pushy in the time like now. So it's like, how much do you want to, release whereas yeah yeah no i I totally get it um and that's kind of one thing i've noticed like you said is there's so many artists even now that you know tours got postponed and canceled and i i totally get that everybody needs to make their money and and all that i'm lucky enough that you know my job wasn't super affected by by this but at the same time it's like guys there's some people that don't have any idea when their next check's coming, you know, like, right. And then for them, for artists to be like, well, we need money because we can't pay our crew and, and things like that. And I'm like, I get it. But there's some people that aren't putting food on their table right now, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, exactly what you're saying there as far as like, you, you want to, yeah, I want to sell merch, but <laughs> I'm a human being too. And I'm not yeah. taking food off your table if I can avoid it. Yeah. So it's like, I'll, I'll give you the merch at cost. (laughs) Right. If you want, you know, yeah, it's like you don't want to. So many people are in are in such shitty situations right now, I think. And uh, yeah, I just I hope it gets better soon. And um, yeah, I would love to release. I we definitely wouldn't release a full length during this time, um, but I am looking forward to releasing a full length. I think that there's a different kind of writing involved in that 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 helps you or that pushes you to tell a story um, from, you know, start to finish throughout songs in a cohesive way and also bring out some personality in other songs. And I think that um, when releasing singles, like we have been, we're 
we're kind of, you know, we bring out one side of our personality. And I think that there's other, a couple other sides to our, you know, our personality that will come out in a full length that I'm excited to show. Awesome. Give me one second because I'm getting a low battery flash real quick. So we're going to switch some batteries real quick. All right. So we're back up and running. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, definitely on the, the full length thing, I agree. Like the depending on the style of full length that you want to do, obviously. But, um, you know, I'm a big fan of the classic like pop punk emo storytelling style. So like uh-huh. Senses Fails is one of my favorite bands. And I think yeah. Buddy does an amazing job. Like so many of those albums tell a story from start to finish. And it's it's a much different feel than those bands that are like I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but you'll know like there's, <laughs> there's all bands that, <laughs> But no, you know, like there there's just bands out there that it's like, all right, these songs were all written at different points in your life. You know, you yeah. just grab stuff and threw it all together. Right. And I, I feel like you can you can get away with that with a first album, but I don't want to get away with that. Like like the Killers, their first album was all of their tracks that they were like pushing to labels to, you know, labels would say, oh, we, we want to hear another one. So then they would write another one and then their first record. And a lot of bands like, you know, some 41's first record was their half hour power set list that they would that they would play every time and they just went and recorded it. Um, so I feel like a first record you can kind you can get away with not writing all of the songs from from like a, a writing record standpoint. Yeah, because it's right. kind of a, a showcase at that point to like here's all the right. things we can do. Yeah. And then you can get into it. Right. You're like you're walking into a room and you're introducing yourself, getting someone's attention. And then after that now they're getting to know you a little bit more and they're like, Oh, he has, you know, this, this funny side or this dark side or, you know, things like that come after that. But I really, you know, as a designer, I look at writing a record as, as a, um, a really good opportunity to come out of the gate with a full album that kind of, you know, it will, it will be our, our personality that that you've seen in singles really up front, but I think that there's opportunity a little bit more to, to get a little deeper. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so obviously again, we don't know any hardcore plans or set in stone plans for, for tours and stuff like that. So, um, or at least not for 2020, uh, but let's talk about, you know, Chicago has just, a shitload of awesome venues. So let's talk about some of your favorite places that you've played. Um, Reggie's is great. The, the, the people at Reggie's are awesome. We've played Reggie's a lot and they have two sides. They have um, the music joint side and then they have um, the rock room side. And we've played both sides quite a few times. Um, and we've played them, uh, acoustic and we've played them full band reggie's is an awesome place for that and uh we love we love being there bottom lounge is really cool too we mm-hmm. played bottom lounge with the ataris not that long ago nice um that was a blast and bottom lounge is really cool when uh when you pack the house yeah we've also played there our second show was at bottom lounge and no one knew who we were <laughs> and it was it was a show with like a bunch of other local bands that no one knew who they were 
and probably like 30 people showed up and that's like a i don't know probably like a 600 cap venue <laughs> so uh when 30 people are in there it's it looks a lot different than when 500 people are in there um so bottom lounge is cool if you if you're bringing a lot of people there yeah. which is uh, which is always good we've also played i think probably my funnest the funnest show i played was we played house of blues with lucky boys confusion and that was sold out um that's it that was awesome i think that was like our sixth show so we went from bottom lounge with 30 people to house of blues with like i think it was like 1500 people sold out that is yeah yeah um that was that was so that was so much fun um there's there's some other venues too that are like a little bit smaller so there's there's a couple venues like shubas Mm -hmm. that one's really cool and that one's really cool for more intimate um playing like we played acoustic there not that long ago and that was really fun because that room just the acoustics in that room and the sound is really nice and i feel like the vibe there is a little bit more um acoustic it kind of supports that like yeah. acoustic sound or like that singer songwriter type vibe. Whereas um, there's another place called Liars Club in Chicago, where it's like a stage in the back of a bar, and um, there's another place like Burlington and Beat Kitchen that are kind of like that, which those places are awesome, um, because they're like 200 cap rooms, and uh, you can you can pack it and have a lot of fun there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've shot a lot of those venues. Uh, so Bottom Lounge, I've been to. Um, Reggie's, I've not been to, but I've heard, you know, similar stories as far as that. Uh, yeah. Shuba's, I went to like, man, I don't know, six or seven years ago, it feels like now. Um, sure. And there was a, a trio from the UK. Um, I forget if they're from like, England or or what exactly, but uh, they're a trio of sisters called the Staves, and they do like a just a a lot of harmonizing and very uh, singer songwriter, yeah. and it was it was an amazing vibe in that that room. So yeah, I totally yeah. get what you're saying there. Yeah, the vibe when I went I went to a show there, and it was kind of like a similar concert like that to where it was like more singer songwritery and i was like man i want to play here but i don't want to play here with the full band i want to do it different right yeah so it's cool to, to play acoustic there yeah awesome um yeah. so let's say you know best case scenario that the the covid thing ends you know and you're able to to put on a show and we're gonna say may i, I think that's being hopeful but let's say may what's the well, first venue that you want to want to put up well, we actually have a tour in May planned. Oh, okay. <laughs> from, from here to uh, Minneapolis. So, if all goes well, we're playing at the Beat Kitchen in May. Nice. Um, yeah. So we're it's Beat Kitchen in Chicago, and then Sabatic in uh, Wisconsin, and then we're playing in um, Minneapolis, Minnesota, as well. And then we're gonna hit Iowa on the way back, but I'm not sure. If, I feel like that that tour is going to be canceled i've but i like your hopefulness yeah i mean I'm, I, <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> i feel like even if it is in may people are still gonna be so scared for it to happen like when it when it first happened 
Bread Cheese wrote me and they're like, hey, do you want to play with the queers this weekend? We're like, I was like, yeah, let's let's do it, man. Right. But that and then and then like the day after he asked me is when the like the whole state shut down and they're like, stay in your house and there's going to be no gatherings over 10 people and, and all of that. But it was like the week before that they were talking, like you should stay in your house and all right. that. But then he's like, Hey, you want to play with the queers? And I'm like, no one's going to go, but sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I've told a few of my friends that I, I'm kind of in that boat. Like I really want live music back. I want to get out there. I want to photograph and, and do some, some more in-person interviews and stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm like, what venues am I willing to risk my life for? You know, like, <laughs> like how big of a show is it going to be before I'm like, yes, I have to do that. Or like, mm, I don't trust that this is going to work. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, we'll, we'll have the guinea pigs feel it out first. See if anything sparks up again, you know, um, that's what I feel like the first wave of concert is going to be like, like the, the testing it out, the, the lab rats are going to be going to the shows and, God bless them, and we'll see what happens, and then we'll go start playing and taking pictures. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's I told a friend of mine that you know, like realistically, um, one of the first shows that I would probably go to or venues that I would go to. Um, I'm based a little bit north of Indianapolis. Um, okay, about an hour north of Indy. So, um, Ruoff Home Mortgage Center used to be Verizon. Klipsch, Deer Creek, whatever you want to call it. It's the big amphitheater um, down there. So I would consider that for two reasons. One is that, uh, A, it's big, it's spacious, like people don't have to be on top of each other. But number two is that photo pit obviously is so well-defined, the security pit, that I don't have to worry about people like right over my shoulder and stuff. So I'm like, I'd have enough distance there that I feel like I'd be comfortable with that. Um, yeah. And then there's another um, venue called, uh, they call it the lawn at white river. So there's a, so technically it's a state park in downtown Indianapolis. Um, and this venue is like right on the canal of the, the white river. And it's a really sweet venue. And they just they should be done with it here soon. They've converted it. It used to be this temporary stage every year, and now they're converting it to like this little mini amphitheater. So it's going to be a pretty sweet vibe over there. But as far as like going into a dive bar or something like that, I'm like, man, I just don't know, you know, like <laughs> yeah, right on top of people that I'm not sure even on their best day are clean. I just, I don't know if I'm willing to risk it right after your pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the same. Um, yeah, so it sounds like both of those are both of those outdoors. Yeah, both of those are, are outdoor venues. So yeah. that that's part of the reason that I'd be more comfortable with that uh that plan first. Yeah, I think that sounds good. Outdoor venues and yeah, a little bit more space and yeah, a place to get away right, right. from the masses. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like I think of like riot fest and I'm like, man, that's outdoors too. But I don't know. There's, there's so many people that are so close. I don't know if I would, if I would do that. Yeah. And that, I mean, you know, thinking back fondly of, of warp tour, like if the COVID thing would have happened years, even two, three years ago, 
I shot Warp Tour and and did interviews at Warp Tour for like the last I don't know 13 14 years of it. I don't know if I would have shown up in all honesty. Like yeah. So many people you're constantly bumping into people and just on top of each other and it's like, man, this is how diseases spread. This is exactly how diseases spread. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like right. Yeah, yeah. Um, like we'll, so, all, we'll all be hardcore kids again with bandanas over our faces. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Bring back Hollywood undead and just start yes. doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So um, we've touched on it a little bit, or you've mentioned it a little bit that you do graphic design and stuff. Do you design all your own merch and talk about some of the merch that you're dropping with the, uh, the single? Yeah. Um, sorry. Open another beer here. Yeah. You're fine, man. <laughs> you got a, got a Stella. Dude, I haven't drank Stella in so long, but that's like my it's like my go to festival beer when they when they have like Bud Light, Miller Light, or Stella. Right. So I'm like, I'm gonna get get a twelve pack of Stella and pour it into some solo cups and play music loud and run back and forth in my house. Um <laughs> not that now, but not yet. Um Yeah. So yeah, I do I do all the design work and branding for my band. Um, and I art direct all the photography and, you know, videography and, and everything for the brand. And I direct all like the, um, the, you know, biography and content in, in that way and all the writing content. I went to school for graphic design and branding and I am fascinated with it. And I think it's, it's very important to have um a tight brand and to have it have it look cool be cohesive and you know you present yourself in a professional way and i think that that's something that i take pride in in our band and work really hard in maintaining that and um i think we've been recognized in in a good way for that yeah i mean i i would definitely agree with that i mean when I first saw some of the, you know, like we're friends on, on Instagram and stuff. So when I first started seeing some of your stuff pop up in, in my timeline or newsfeed, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, I was like, man, that, you know, some of that's really cool. And then I, I did a little more digging and found out that, you know, you were a designer. So I assumed you did most of it, but yeah, like just looking through your, your grid, if you will. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of, like you said, that, consistent message to build the brand and the band like and i think that's key i've had conversations with other like concert photographers or regular photographers and you know kind of mentoring to some extent with some of them and it's like okay but here's one of the problems that that i've seen you do you know like Mm -hmm. some of them will put up and I, i get the thought process behind it but so many people will put up like a a before and after shot, which is fine to show like how you do post-production and stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, when you're, when you're showing people the befores, that's what's going to stick in their mind that you had to work super hard to get the after. Yeah. And so it's like, are you a great photographer or are you great at post-production? Cause there's a huge difference in those two. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, just, just show the good. Right. Show, show the shiny. We call it the shiny. Yeah. It's like yeah, in the graphic design world. And yeah, I do um I do artwork for other bands too. And I do artwork for a lot of different um breweries and meteries and wineries. Um 
So I, I really, I really love design and, you know, my nine to five job. Now I just switched. I was a graphic designer for uh, virtue cider, which is a, uh, Cider is actually a winery, mm-hmm. but uh, cidery, we'll say. Um, and they're, we shared an office with Goose Island, um, if you're familiar with their their beer. Um, I was just up there not too long ago, actually. Uh, back in, man, when was I in Chicago? Like February? I went up to the Cobra Lounge for a show, and we oh, walked nice. over to uh, to Goose Island. Nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah, worked, yeah worked right across the street from that. Um, Cobra Lounge is another place that's awesome. We played there not that long ago. It was so cool. Sold out show with Alistair for their 20 year anniversary. Um, and that was a blast. Yeah. Cobra Lounge was a really cool place to play. Yeah. The, the staff was super awesome. It, it's a cool venue. Like the, it's a small room, but there's so much energy in that room. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, so yeah, I did, I did graphic. I, and I still do freelance for, for virtue sometimes and i'll just do you know labels and things like that and those are really fun for me because you could you get kind of one idea and or, or one concept or one short story to tell on a on a small canvas which is a label right. um sometimes it's like a wine label sometimes it's a beer and you're able to tell that story and bring it to life and in your own kind of personal way um through the brand um so that's really fun and i just started a new job actually where i'm doing product design and that's kind of like ux and that's a little bit more different um different challenges and in how you're solving problems and how you're approaching problems and that's really cool too whereas with the band it's about um yeah just just making cool merch that's that's kind of on point and makes sense for our audience and for us. So for the the new single "Okay," I just ordered some uh, holographic stickers. Sweet. So, so yeah, and you're the first person I'm telling about this. So nice. <laughs> um, yeah. So I ordered some stickers. So you gotta ship me your address so I can send you a little bundle of some some things. So yeah, there'll sure. be there'll be shirts and stickers. Um, and someone actually wrote me on Facebook that that saw us at we played with AM Taxi at Beat Kitchen a year ago, and I've I've kept in touch with um a guy who saw us there. He was like, "Man, I really love the artwork or the photography for your singles. Um, and if you ever made those prints, I would I would really love that you know to have one of those." So that made me think of a of an opportunity to do postcard prints yeah. um for all of those singles so i'm ordering those actually right before we we jumped on this call um so there'll be postcards available of our prints for all of our singles so i think that that makes sense in a time um in the time that we're in so people yeah. can send postcards and i think that'll be really fun so we've got some some enamel pins too those are always really cool and uh, I actually ordered those probably four or five months ago. And with everything happening in China first mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything shutting down, they're still not here. So they yeah. should be here in a few weeks, though. Um, so that's exciting. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, uh, speaking of enamel pens, um, the, the band that I went to see at Cobra Lounge was MC Lars. He's a like a nerdcore hip hop artist. Um, so he does okay. all sorts of different raps about 
he he also does what's called lit hop. So basically, like he's got an EP that's all based around Edgar Allan Poe's writings, and he oh, does cool. yeah he does it's really intelligent stuff. Um, and he's been doing different you know Facebook lives and stuff. But uh, same thing for him. He he ordered right before their tour, um, ordered a bunch of enamel pins, and mm-hmm. like two weeks after or the week after the tour ended is when they finally came in because it was as that shutdown was starting to happen and stuff. And it just, it really threw a wrench in everything. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things that, that have been affected by it. It's like even, even, you know, non-essential places, like my buddies are putting out a record right now and they, they ordered their vinyl a long time ago and, you know, their pre-sales say that their vinyl is supposed to be here, but they had to break the news that due to the times, it's going to be a little bit more delayed than what they thought. Yeah. it's just kind of like a, I'm lucky that I'm able to to get stickers and to get shirts um, and can wait on the enamel pins. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think the, the, you know, doing the postcard prints, like you said, especially in a time like like it is right now, is a really cool idea um, so that, you know, friends and, and family can kind of keep in touch, but still have kind of this neat little art piece, too. Um, if they do send them in the post or anything. Yeah, I think so too. I, I always think that that's so cool when bands do unique things. Like a lot of bands, I think that I've, I've, I've seen a lot of bands doing like handwritten lyric sheets mm-hmm. um, and different, different things like that. Even like, I want to get some like little matchbooks that are, that are branded with our bands. Um, I think that little different things like that are really cool. Um, versus like, you know, you need your shirts and hats and hoodies, but, uh, if you can find something else that, that hits on your brand and your voice as a band, um, and helps tell that story with us, I think postcards are, are something that's in that, in that range. Um, then I think that it's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so one of the other things we'll we'll touch on here real quick. We kind of talked about it at the very very beginning. Um, you made mention of of community. Um, so you make the scene. Uh, you know my my brainchild, if you will, um, came about when I was working for one of the the bigger companies that I used to do writing and, and interviews for, and I just got so tired of like I was telling you earlier, just the the list of questions, and I decided yeah. that you know like. To me, the you make the scene. I don't think of the scene like it used to be. Probably like when you and I were growing up, where it's a specific genre of music and and all that anymore. To me, the scene is you know whatever you're a fan of, whatever that that genre is, whatever that you know that group is that you're a part of. And f- for the brand, you make the scene. It's about building that community and and that connectedness. Um, because I think music is so important to that, you know, so many people think that they're going through something on their own or that they don't have someone that they can talk to or relate to, but music brings us all together. Um, so with your music, I think there's, there's a lot of that same kind of underlying theme where, you know, you're telling stories and, and things like that, where people don't have to feel so alone. What would you say? to, you know, it kind of in the mental health realm too, I guess. But what would you say to, you know, people in your, your fan base or the adjoining fan bases, if you will, um, about that, you know, about 
being that feeling of being alone. Yeah, I'm there with you. I think that all the bands that I've that I've grown up listening to and gravitating towards, I've connected in a in a way that I feel like I'm being seen by them and and being able to connect with them. Um, and I think that that definitely exists with us in the in our audience um, to where you know I'm I'm divorced and haven't been able to see my kids since the pandemic happened and it sucks. And a lot of people who are going through the same thing, and it's like, I'm there with you. And I'm writing songs about things that we're all going through. And we're kind of together. And I don't, I see it as, you know, I'm, I'm the voice of, of all of us, what we're going through, and what we've been through, and what we can look forward to. And I think that that's important to me as a as a songwriter and, and someone who wants to go forward and make a career in music and be able to talk to the entire world through my songs. Um, I do it because I think that I'll be able to make the world a better place by shining light on on things that are difficult and suck um, and also showing you know, light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, that's, you know, kind of the perfect response there is, um, you know, the shining, the light and things like that. Um, you know, I was a huge, still am a huge Lincoln park fan. Um, you know, and we lost Chester and Chris Cornell within the same year, you know, um, just so many musicians in, in general that we've lost over the years um due to mental health and it's like i was talking to um chad moses he works for to write love on our arms and uh he made a comment that you know we were talking about mental health obviously and made a comment about the only difference between anybody you know me you whoever and chester as far as life is a comma and some zeros in a bank account because he's going through the same stuff anybody else is. And I think so often that, that fans, no matter what level the band's on, you know, whether it's a major label doing it, you know, DIY, any of that, I think so many people only look at the, the face value of the music or the, the success, if you will. So they assume that that person doesn't go through the same things. Right. Yeah. So, um, but I, I think that in, in creativeness and in, in creators and artistic people, there is, you know, some, there's things going on and and background to, to get that out, you know, that, that exists. That's like even more so in, in creators (laughs) where it's like, I have to get this energy out some way. So it's like, we should be able to relate to that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's everything I've got for you, except I've started doing this new thing where my last question is always just this like ridiculous oddball question before I let you plug all your stuff and everything. Uh, so for yours, I'm going to make it, uh, if you could, let's see, I'm going to say if you had to pick any actor to play you in a movie, who would it be? And then who would be the opposite co-star? 
Um, anyone in a movie, dude? I'm saying Brad Pitt. <laughs> all right, all right, going bold, huh? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. If that's, I don't know if that's right or not. Probably not. But you know, I'm gonna say him. And uh, dude, I'm. Taylor Swift is an actress, right? I mean, technically, she was she in Cats, did, so... Yeah, she just did Cats. It's her. Yeah, all right. She's Brad Pitt and, T- and Tay-Tay. All right, that's an interesting ma- mashup there. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I I threw out to a buddy of mine that part of that question came from a friend of mine just the other day. Yeah. We were watching... Um, what was he watching? He was watching... Ant-Man. And he goes, do you realize that Paul Rudd is exactly like you? And I was like, man, I, if that was true, I would be in those movies. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, great compliment. Love the idea, but <laughs> not true at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, all right, man, that's everything yeah. I've got for you. Let's do the, the, the fun wrap up. You get to plug whatever you want, any bands, any venues, obviously your own stuff. We'll, we'll link all your social medias and everything as far as that too, but plug whatever you want and, and we'll go from there. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Thank you to, you know, to you and you make the scene and for having me on the show, I really appreciate it. And it's been awesome to talk with you about song and songwriting and, and everything we talked about. Um, I'd also like to say thank you to, you know, Brian Shelp, Gillian McGee, Jillian McGee, um, who helped make the music video come to life. Brian produced it. Jillian acted in it. Um, and everyone else who was a part of the video. Um, I'd also like to thank the entire Chicago music scene. There's way too many bands, um, to mention. Um, but you know, there are some, you know, W, uh, 101 WKQX is a, is a radio station here that plays our music frequently on Demo 312. So thank you to them. Thank you to Chicago Soundcheck, who um, well, we have a premiere going out with them tomorrow. So you'll be able to see that there. And we have an interview with them going on. Um, so there's just there's so many people to all of our friends and family and supporters and people who we connected with and grew up with and people who we don't even know who I've never even met. We just talk through Instagram sometimes about music. Um, thank you to them and, and everyone who's going through what we're going through and can celebrate this song with us proper when, uh, when we're allowed to have concerts again. Yeah. Awesome. And like I said, I mean, I'll, I'll link all the stuff, but go ahead and throw out your, um, you know, the official Instagram, Facebook and where they can check out merch and stuff like that for you. Cool. Um, so our Instagram is till morning band. Our Facebook is till morning band. Our website is tillmorning.net, and you can find a song on Spotify. You can find the band on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you stream music. Um, YouTube, you can find us at Till Morning Band, and um, you can you can watch the new music video, which will be available tomorrow, which is April 17th. Um, and you can watch some of our behind the music videos and some of our other songs, as well as acoustic versions of those songs. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. I'm sure this won't be the the last time we, you know, talk or, uh, you know, hopefully when you get out on tour, you'll make your way down towards Indy and we'll, we'll link up at some point there, but I appreciate it. And, um, you know, really looking forward to, to the reaction from people with this new release. I think it's, I think it's going to be solid. I really do. 
Thank you. Yeah, we actually get tattooed in Indy, so I'm down there quite a bit. All right, man. Awesome. Just let me know, and uh, you know, we can we can link I up will, and man. take care of some stuff. So, all Sounds right, man. Great, I, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. I know it was a little long, but uh, you know, I think fans are going to be a big fan of the the podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much. I think so too. Um, shoot me if you can. Um, I'll send you my email. Do you have my email? Yeah. Yeah, I got that. Okay. Yeah, shoot me if you can. Shoot me your logo because I like to make like a social post to promote everything. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to like to do like to do that for this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll send all that over probably tomorrow. Um, and then you know, kind of the the game plan as far as uh, when this will go live exactly and everything. Awesome. Cool. Um, yeah, thank you again so much for yeah. talking with me and looking forward to promoting it, hearing it. Yeah. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Later. And that was my conversation with Devin from the band till morning. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. I had a great time talking with him. I'm looking forward to doing, um, more work with him, whether it's more interviews or, you know, when concerts are allowed to happen again, you know, shooting a show with them. Um, Devin also does some really cool, um, graphic design as we talked about in the the conversation there definitely recommend you guys check out the band um as well as his work and you know i i won't lie i'm probably gonna hit him up and you know have him collaborate and maybe design a shirt for us and everything uh like that so um really again appreciate everybody's uh support with the podcast and would love for you guys to hit that like, subscribe, follow, whatever, um, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Music, um, or Apple Podcast, uh, or Google Play. You know, make sure you're getting the alerts that we've got new episodes up. Um, we are still doing weekly releases, so every single Wednesday, uh, and there's potentially some bonus material coming up soon. So maybe some, some bonus episodes and things like that. Um, but again, just, you know, thank you guys for, for all the support. Um, make sure you're following us on Facebook or Instagram or through the podcast, you know, streaming service that you use. Uh, we've got a ton of stuff coming up. Check out the band till morning. Their new single is OK. I'm going to be playing it here in one second for you. Uh, but I just wanted to remind you guys, especially in times like we're in right now, remember to take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene. Oh, 